0: <laughs> hey, welcome to the But Wait, There's More podcast. It's the podcast of Legacy Church. Uh, this is episode two, and today we're going to be looking at Psalm 73. It's part of our summer series, Summer and Psalms, and we'll be studying this psalm this week. Today I have with me a couple of guests. Lori Zettler is with us. Hello. Lori is our family and children's pastor at Legacy, and Brandon Washington is... Was, Washen... Brandon washes with us. <laughs> hey, hey. he's washing his hands a lot because it's Corona, right? So uh, this is all gonna be edited out right now. Absolutely no. not. So, <laughs> hey, we we read Psalm seventy three this week. You guys got some time to look at it. Uh, were you familiar with this song at all before this week? Is it something that you've read, studied, heard, sung?
1: Uh, I know for me, when I first started reading it, I was kind of like, this doesn't sound familiar, but as I looked in my Bible, like half of it was highlighted. I was (laughs) like, okay, so I've studied this at some point before, but yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, same here. I didn't have anything until like verses 18 through 28. So like the last 10 verses were the similar verses for me.
0: There's some famous lines in Mm -hmm. there that people have memorized and used and written songs about. But there's a lot there that I don't know has been a part of my regular study. I mean, I've read Psalm 73, but I don't think I ever camped Mm -hmm. on Psalm 73. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to kind of get into Psalm 73 and look at some of the history, the context, uh, kind of what God is teaching us in the psalm. And uh, first, let's take a look at what the psalm says. Psalm
3: 73, a psalm of Asaph. Truly God is good to Israel, to those whose hearts are pure. But as for me, I almost lost my footing. My feet were slipping, and I was almost gone. For I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. They seem to live such painless lives. Their bodies are so healthy and strong. They don't have troubles like other people. They're not plagued with problems like everyone else. They wear pride like a jeweled necklace and clothe themselves with cruelty these fat cats have everything their hearts could ever wish for they scoff and speak only evil in their pride they seek to crush others they boast against the very heavens and their words strut throughout the earth and so the people are dismayed and confused drinking in all their words what does god know they ask does the most high even know what's happening look at these wicked people Enjoying a life of ease while their riches multiply. Did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Did I keep myself innocent for no reason? I get nothing but trouble all day long. Every morning brings me pain. If I had really spoken this way to others, I would have been a traitor to your people. So I try to understand why the wicked prosper, but what a difficult task it is. Then I went into your sanctuary, O God, and I finally understood the destiny of the wicked. Truly you put them on a slippery path and send them sliding over the cliff to destruction. In an instant they are destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. When you arise, O Lord, you will laugh at their silly ideas as a person laughs at dreams in the morning. Then I realized that my heart was bitter, and I was all torn up inside. I was so foolish and ignorant. I must have seemed like a senseless animal to you, yet I still belong to you. You hold my right hand, you guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. Whom have I in heaven but you? My health may fail and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He's mine forever. Those who desert him will perish, for you destroy those who abandon you. But as for me, how good it is to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my shelter, and I will tell everyone about the wonderful things you do.
0: Okay, Psalm 73, we looked at some of the background. Let's talk about what we know and what we don't know. Who's the author of Psalm 73? Asaph. Asaph, right. He beat you. He wins the prize today. (laughs) Gold star. What do you know about Asaph? Anything? He wrote Psalm seventy-three. <laughs> he did write Psalm seventy-three. He wrote 73. several psalms. He wrote several psalms. Was looking at at the background of this character Asaph, and what you do find in history is that Asaph was a Levite, uh, and King David had assigned a, a group or a number of of Levites as worship leaders in the Tabernacle choir. So Asaph is like like David's worship pastor in in some ways. He's one of these men. You find that in Chronicles, First Chronicles six, his story begins to uh, become unveiled for us. Uh, Second Chronicles uh, chapter 29 uh, notes that both David and Asaph were very skilled singers and poets. And so he's probably kind of an artistic guy. He's a, a guy who has a, a deep relationship with God. Uh, he's also mentioned as being a, a seer or a prophet. Uh, and, and then we also find that the sons of Asaph, maybe you've, you've seen that reference in different mm-hmm. Psalms, are named. Mm-hmm. And so they're likely like a, a guild of, 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 skilled singers and poets, uh, modeling themselves after Asaph, their master. Um, and so I don't know, maybe it's like the, I don't know that, know that it's necessarily his children, but I like to think of it as the Jackson five of the tabernacle choir, <laughs> <laughs> David's worship leaders, Partridge family, sound of music, whatever you want there. Uh, historical context, um, in some ways, Psalm 73 reminds me of of some other characters in the Old Testament. Did you see anything historically that kind of connects into Psalm 73, the tone and the temperature of it? Did you find some Job there?
2: Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, a little bit of Job, a little bit of Ecclesiastes. Mm -hmm. Um, there's this, there's a threat to Asaph in a way uh, to really to his assurance in God. Mm -hmm. Uh, Something has shaken his assurance and faith in a time of deep struggle. Uh, And, and he's facing um, kind of a false doctrine of retribution that God wants to pay, uh, pay people back with hard times, Mm -hmm. right? Which we know isn't the nature of God. And Asaph is like Job, in that he kind of wrestles but he maintains that God is God mm-hmm. and in every situation in his life God is is faithful and unflappable and unshakable uh, and he looks at a more profound picture of the nature of God and his relationship with him he confesses that he has some struggles with faith uh, like Job uh, mm-hmm. like like Solomon and Ecclesiastes um, that he's had a crisis of faith which I think mm-hmm. is really the, the crux of some of this but he has a surviving faith um, so in this series, we're talking about a number of categories of psalms. Can you guess what category of psalm this is? It's praise and thanksgiving and lament. and so. Sel- what, what category does, do you think this fits?
2: Wisdom.
1: Wisdom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. what you bring in? Yeah, I'd say wisdom, maybe a little lament as well.
0: Yeah. Like- so it, it's interesting you say that because it, it is, by a lot of scholars, um, considered a wisdom psalm. Uh, But some people argue Thanksgiving, some argue lament. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a lot of of context in this. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, one of the keys here is that oftentimes in wisdom psalms, they're very instruction laden. And this is a wisdom psalm, but it's also a, it comes from a personal reflection Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. leads to wisdom because he kind of gives a pattern to follow Mm -hmm. for when you're, you're in faith in crisis but it's not, hey, I'm removed from this, and I'm just telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm going through this. And, I'm, and, and I think looking down on it, we go, oh, there's a lot of wisdom to be mm-hmm. found in his pattern. Mm-hmm. So um, any words that stuck out to you that deserve some attention? Any details that you, you kind of dug into, you thought was curious in the passage?
1: I uh, know for me the the part verse twenty like as a dream when one awakes so when you arise Lord you will despise them as fantasies like just the the imagery of the wording there um, like when God when, I mean dream when you wake up you usually forget what you were dreaming and so like the idea that God will forget the wicked you know just like it, they won't be even be a thought in His head uh, when all is said and done that mm-hmm. I just think that's super super powerful. Absolutely.
0: Awful, hard phrase to kind of wrap your mind around in mm-hmm. some ways.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How about you, Lori? Anything that stuck out there?
2: Um, when my heart was grieved and my spirit embittered, I was senseless and ignorant. I was a be- brute beast before you. Mm. Um, kind of reflected on myself in this manner of how I, um, lived in the past and where I was brought back into the struggles, similar to what he kind of discussed.
0: Yeah. Asaph calling himself a beast, mm-hmm. um, and when he says it, he's not going beast mode. He's <laughs> right. he he's saying I was an animal. Yeah. Um, mm. and that's a that's a pretty powerful picture. Okay. Mm. Um, I I verse two jumped at me right away, and he said, "As for me, my feet almost stumbled; mm. my steps had uh, had well nigh slipped." Mm. That's that's uh, I think pretty familiar territory for mm, a lot of us, and stuck out for me. And then he goes into that kind of almost just. I mean, beating himself up for a moment mm-hmm. in the next few verses. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about this. What speaks to you in the text? Is there anything here that just it was loud in your heart as you read it or resonated with you, whether you connected to the lamenting side or to the Thanksgiving side or just anything that God is teaching you here?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think that I connected with the whole verse. I read it in a completely different context than I ever have before, and I, I wish that I would have made some notes in my Bible. I'm going to go back. Um, but my first reaction was, Whoa, as I mentioned just a minute ago, this this was me. I before I had, you know, in my life, I had accepted Christ. Um, but I was living in this this misery where the world was influencing me, and I wasn't completely walking with God. And I was looking around me at others that, They seem so blessed, so happy, and so carefree. And it wasn't until I completely gave my life to Christ and made him the boss of my life that I started realizing that I have everything. I mean, verse 25, who have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. And so this verse really reminded me of myself um, in being like Asaph, you know, in that manner.
0: Yeah, for sure. How about you, Brenda?
1: Uh, You know, I would say, I think for all of the Psalms, I I love how they just kind of cover the full gambit of human emotion. Like, okay, I'm okay. Everything's good. Mm -hmm. No, I'm not. I'm not okay. I'm not okay right now. Okay, I'm okay. You know, I'm okay. And so, like, I feel like it's easy to relate to a lot of the Psalms, especially in Psalm 73, like that full gambit of human emotion. And even, Mm -hmm. like Lori Lori said, just thinking of, like, my conversations with God over the years of, like, God, I'm not okay. Like, I see all these other things and kind of focusing on the, like the, even the physical or the things that I can see that I don't have or the things that I'm struggling with. Uh, and then just time after time being reassured by God of like, hey, I am enough. I am enough for you. I am, like you said, Lori. like you are my portion. Who have I in uh, heaven but you? You know, just that idea that God's saying I'm enough for you. It, when everything else falls apart, I am enough. And just to remember how... Uh, how much, like, relief and burden I felt fall off mm-hmm. my shoulders because of realizing the fact that God is always going to be enough no so, matter what I'm going through. I, that's one of the things for me in the Psalms
0: in general that I I so appreciate and love most. Uh, even this last week as we looked at Psalm 145, I had people responding, man, what a what a prime time to be in the Psalms because people are going through such a mm-hmm. gamut of emotions mm-hmm. and such heavy yes. things that this is, it, it's, you know, it's sp- obviously spiritual but, and therapeutic at the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And it's spiritually therapeutic. Uh, and that's the thing that we find over and over again in the Psalms mm-hmm. is that uh, the Psalmist, whether it's David or Moses or Solomon or Asaph or Korah or whoever the, the Psalmist is, uh, sometimes there's uh, sadness and sometimes there's anger and sometimes there's jealousy and sometimes mm-hmm. there's uh, celebration. Uh, and, and whatever the emotion is, nothing is hidden from God in the Psalms because the psalmist at least knows, well, God already knows my heart anyway, mm-hmm. so I'm just going to say it, which mm-hmm. is something we're afraid to do. Mm-hmm. Um, have, have, all right, have you noticed how easily, maybe we've experienced this, but we've probably seen it a lot, people clean up and dress up their spiritual language before mm-hmm. God, before going to God, even when we gather. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, What are some phrases that we hear in prayer, um, often corporate prayer, that reflect i've cleaned up my words this mm-hmm. isn't quite it what What are some kinds
1: of things sometimes you hear like the like the high church language yeah of like oh lord my god who is my sustainer and restorer like yes, that's, absolutely. that's not how i pray and all, <laughs> and all of that's those cute. things are true yeah and all of those
0: things are good to remind yeah, ourselves absolutely. of and to tune our minds and hearts but a lot of times it's not coming from a Oh, I'm so blown away by how great you are in this mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. It's just that I feel like I've got to do or say some mm-hmm. right things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and in doing so, sometimes we're not as honest as we could be, mm-hmm. uh, for lording with each other. And mm-hmm. the psalmists, while they have these high praise moments, other times are like, "God, I'm hacked, yeah. or mm-hmm. I'm about to die," mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. how I feel right now. Mm-hmm. And and it, I think for us is a good thing because it reminds us that that God can handle it. He did give us the ability to feel these emotions, mm-hmm. and he can handle us bringing these emotions to him. In fact, probably the fact that we can feel this way is an invitation to bring it to mm-hmm. him. Yes. Um. For me, in this psalm, you guys both mentioned the verse 25, who have I in heaven but you, and besides you I desire nothing on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe what stands out to me the most, and I'll get into this more um in my study this week in preparation for teaching uh, is the idea that eternity has a way of restoring balance in my life Mm. Um, and that's where i I guess this reminds me of ecclesiastes in some ways um that over and over again in the bible uh it's presented that our life is short and it's fast in comparison to the expanse of eternity
1: Mm.
0: and it does so the bible demonstrates this without diminishing the importance of life and the beauty that can be experienced. And yet, it reminds me that the individual moments and the pursuits and the ups and the downs and all of the emotions can be, if too fixated on, a colossal waste of time and energy. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they don't help us to see and experience and pursue uh, the great things that God is doing. It can take our eyes off of Him. Mm -hmm. And to quote the great philosopher Bono of U2, uh, it, it, they have a song that I've always loved called Stuck in a Moment.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that song, he says, we can get stuck in a moment and now you can't get out of it. Mm-hmm. And the song ends, if your way should falter along the stony path, it's just a moment this time will pass.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that's Asaph's discovery here. Nevertheless, verse 23, I am continually with you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you taken hold of my right hand, with your counsel you will guide me, and afterward receive me to glory. Whom and I have I in heaven but you? Besides you I desire nothing. My flesh and heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Mm -hmm. So I I think in a way that all of Mm us um, kind of resonate with this message that through the things we've experienced in our past and even in our present, the faithfulness of God is something that draws us forward. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so I believe all of the Bible um, hints at, speaks towards, points to, points from the gospel. I, I mean, it, it always is there. Uh, this passage in particular, it's pretty explicit. The gospel mm-hmm. is ringing throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, where do you see the gospel at work in Psalm 73 or on display?
1: I think kind of where, where the verse you were just reading to uh, twenty six. My heart and flesh may fail, but God, the strength of my heart and my portion forever. The, those who far who are far away from you will perish. Yeah, you know, like resting and relying on God's strength and His salvation is the only way to not perish. That's right, for sure.
0: Any other New Testament teachings, stories that reflect or mimic this Psalm in any ways? I pulled a few examples. Um, Romans eight sixteen 16 um, says the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we're children of God and if children heirs also heirs of God fellow heirs with Christ if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him and then the big line I think really is reflected in Psalm 73 almost like Paul knew it that the, the the not just the psalm but he knew the experience of Asaph. Mm-hmm. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Mm. Right? So, yes. you know, seventy three twenty five. Whom and I have in heaven view besides you, I, I desire nothing. Mm. And uh, also reminds me of a moment in John six. Um, John six. Jesus feeds five thousand. He walks on water. Mm. People are following him. Crowds mm-hmm. are following him. Uh, and he looks around and he says, you seek me because I gave you lunch. Mm-hmm. You remember this? Mm-hmm. He says, not because you saw signs and recognized who I was and because you seek to worship in spirit and truth. You follow me because I fed you a good meal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he gives them that, that line, I am the bread of life. Mm-hmm. And it's confusing for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And when he says, I am the bread of life, the crowds start slowly backing away. It's like, they're, hey, Jesus, he's cool. It's like, Oh, all right, so you yeah, you're a little, mm-hmm. I didn't know we were going there, that's weird. <laughs> and some of them start arguing about what he said, and even some of those who have been following along with him, not just the crowds, begin arguing about what he said and began to kind of back away slowly. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus says to his 12, you don't want to go away also, do you? And Peter says, Lord, to whom shall we go? <laughs> Your words have eternal life. Absolutely. And again, it's that perspective. I mean, and I don't know if in that moment, Peter is like, like abounding in faith. Lord, where else would I go? I mean, it might be that he's gone in desperation. Where else would I go? Mm -hmm. I mean, you have words of eternal life. I guess I'm sticking with you. Uh, And I I guess the encouragement there is um, that believing in Jesus doesn't mean that you don't have confusion or doubt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or that you get all your questions answered. Um, that you can follow Jesus and not be able to explain everything mm. I think that's a struggle for a lot of people. Uh, you can believe that he can explain everything, and ultimately he will. And sticking with him, sticking to him is worth it. Mm. And that's I guess what we call faith. Yes, right. Um So how would you take a text like this and share it with others? Maybe keeping in mind, kids and Mm -hmm. students Mm -hmm. also keeping in mind maybe people who are far from god who aren't uh, in a relationship with him through christ how would you boil down some of these things and, and present it to someone else
2: yeah um so you you just brought up the word faith and that's kind of where i um this month we are learning or all summer long. Um, we're leaning on faith this summer and teaching the kids that, um, faith is something we, we can't see. We can't see God. We can't, um, but we have to take a closer look. We have to focus our minds on who God is by, you know, him, Hebrews eleven one says, where did it go? There's now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So for kids ministry, I feel like, um, really expressing to them what faith really is will help them understand even the Psalm 73. Because as Asaph began to focus on God, his, pers- his perspective changed. He realized that nothing else compared to the relationship that he had with Christ.
0: That's good. So, I think yeah. that um, a lot of times with, you know, I'm through the lens of kids, just my mm-hmm. own kids, um, I have at least one daughter who likes to ask why. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why. Yes. I don't understand and uh, giving her the assurance it's okay to ask that question. Mm-hmm. It's good to ask that question. Absolutely. Um, but to fixing, as you said, to fix your perspective on God mm-hmm. begins to bring peace and resolve, sometimes even without the exact answers. Right. But it brings resolve and one's heart, like it yeah. did for Asaph here. Absolutely. What do you think? How would you share with students or someone who is far from God?
1: Uh, I, I just emotions kind of stood out to me uh, that like kind of what you're saying that it's like it's okay to have these kinds of emotions and it's okay to kind of go to God with these kinds of emotions. And I, I have a book about Tim Keller here that as uh, he's talking about 73 he says that envy, uh, the power of envy is so great that even the Garden of Eden didn't seem like it was enough. you know and mm-hmm. so like even Adam and Eve who were in the garden with the presence of God and literally had the entire world to themselves, still felt like they didn't have enough that there was more and they weren't okay or they weren't uh, they weren't happy about it um so it's like everybody throughout all of history have dealt with these same types of emotions so it's okay um, but I think the key is like what you do with those emotions or, or we mentioned doubts what do you do with your doubts I think the the key is um, what are you gonna do with that that brings you closer to God and I mean even in a world of social media where everyone's emotions are literally on your phone screen to see constantly um, like what are you gonna do with those emotions that brings you closer to God and brings others into his kingdom and other people closer to Jesus
3: yeah
0: that's a little bit of the what we we didn't get into here um, is some of the envy uh, yeah. side of mm-hmm. things yeah. mm-hmm. and um, curious some of your thought or perspective on leading people uh, through envy kind of places you'd point them to in scripture or, or ways you might pray with them how would you respond mm-hmm. to somebody who's expressing envy
1: I think one part that Pops in my head just right off the bat, uh, just like that, you know, our salvation's through faith, not by works, so that mm-hmm. no one can boast, you know, so that I can't say that I'm better or I have better faith than you or any of that kind of stuff. But um, we kind of rest on, like, kind of what we said, God is enough. God will always be enough. Uh, and so it doesn't matter how low or high up we make ourselves or how much we envy even somebody else's faith and how they do things um because god will always be that god -hmm. will always be that strength and that portion
2: yeah Yeah. Yeah, it's you know um that our treasures can be found in heaven Mm. Uh, we don't need to be envious of the things here on earth um, because everything is because of god everything is in heaven i mean back to that whom have i in heaven but you Mm. i mean he is our treasure
0: Yeah, I think that that's probably the the key over and over again, is to move our eyes in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we get the eyes off of the the temporary circumstances, we tend to have perspective anyways. Mm -hmm. Even, you know, for a moment, let's say we're not talking from a Christian perspective, move your eyes to the Lord. You could even say from a pop culture or pop psychology perspective. If you'd quit looking at your problems for a moment and look to a you know, a larger timeline, you would see things differently. Mm-hmm. And, and certainly that's reflected here as we turn our eyes to a faithful, dependable God who, who doesn't change and who doesn't as he's facing um, maybe a false doctrine of retribution. Um, it, it reminds him, oh no, God's not like that. I, I've seen God in history, mm-hmm. right? God's faithful, mm-hmm. he's good, he's generous. Mm-hmm. Um, and i I was i was looking here really quickly and i you know i'm not going to try to speak with any authority on the subject whatsoever (laughs) at this point but uh i I do remember reading somewhere along the way that some of the context of of his asaph's envy here could have had to do with some uh, issues between uh the sons of zadok and the Mm. the levites Mm. um and if that is so and someone will argue and say, that's absolutely wrong. That's okay. If, if it is, it is. But if that is so, certainly it's reflective of something that we see uh, in the people of God and in the church today, mm-hmm. that we even express envy within the people of God. Yeah, it's not just which we see in the Psalms often. I'm envious of those who are who are outside of a relationship with God because they seem to have riches and they seem to have these things and, oh, woe is me. Mm-hmm. And, and there's that. But there's also, we see at times, this envy within the people of God. Um, if it's expressed here, it could have to do with the authority or the respect or the, um, uh, the lineage um, that the the sons of Zadok claimed to be from such a, a, a descent that they had a, a special covenant with God. Mm-hmm. right? Or in our day, it might have to do with spiritual gifts or opportunities to serve. Or this family seems to have it all together, and they seem like it's—they don't, by the mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. If you go home with them, you'll learn that we're all just mm-hmm. doing our best. But we experience that as well, and the key to not getting lost in it mm-hmm. is to, to come back up and see what's true mm-hmm. and what's right. Well, anything else that stuck out to you in Psalm 73? Any kind of final thoughts or words? well i will um i'll wrap with this then Uh, as we study this psalm a little more um this sunday uh, i guess my prayer uh is that um we would all acknowledge and and confess that we go through crises of faith and that's not necessarily a once in a lifetime thing it's probably an often in a lifetime thing Mm -hmm. and that's okay we don't need to feel um, less than than we are because we have doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is characteristic of God's people throughout the Bible, and God is never never stops being faithful to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doubt may be the very thing that leads you to deeper faith, if you turn your eyes in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, I'll I'll uh, point people towards this. Uh, I may have to do this every time we talk about psalms. Shane and Shane have a song. Uh, it's not on the one of the more recent ones, but in 2009 they had an album called Everything is Different. There's a song mm-hmm. on there called My Portion based on Psalm 73. It sounds a little like this. Mm, it's a good song. It's a good song. So you can go and check it out on Spotify and enjoy that tune. And there it is. And you can check that out on your own and listen to it sometime. That's just a sneak peek. It's my college jams
1: right there. It's your college jams. That's good.
0: But guys, thanks for being on today and talking about Psalm 73 with us. This was the But Wait, There's More podcast for Legacy Church. Hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.